Greetings, everyone. This is Terry Naturally with another edition of Terry Talks Nutrition. We're here every Saturday and Sunday morning from 8 o'clock until 9 o'clock Central Standard Time. And we are here primarily for you, to share information with you. We don't make decisions for you. We don't tell you what to do. And we always advise you that if you're going to make any changes, to talk to your doctor before you do. If you're on medication, we never advise you to go off your medication. We want you to talk to your doctor first. There are many, many alternatives that if they're high-quality supplements and they have been scientifically studied, they can actually be as effective as drugs and in some cases more effective than drugs. But then you have to find the clinically studied product and follow the dosages as indicated in the study. But many alternatives can be effective. 60% of all the drugs manufactured worldwide are consumed by Americans. And 85% of all the pain-relieving drugs manufactured worldwide are consumed by Americans. But 80% of the world's population and keep in mind, the United States is only 4% of the world's population but consume a major portion of the drugs manufactured worldwide. And 80% of the world's population depend on plant, botanical, or herbal alternatives for medicines. Medicines have been used for thousands of years. Plants, herbs, botanicals have been used forever. And drugs, synthetic drug molecules have only been technically used for about 100 years and more so today than ever before. And yet we are sicker than ever before. And more people are very unhealthy. 50% of Americans are obese grossly overweight, based on the diet, based on drugs. So we are very, very unhealthy. The diet of Americans is atrocious. It is made up primarily of carbohydrates and sugar, which are both sugars. Carbohydrates have to be converted to sugar to be metabolized in the body. And the simple carbohydrates are converted very quickly. So there's sugar, sugar, sugar in the American diet. And sugar has no nutritional value. But we are eating a lot of sugar per year, per individual. All the way up from four or five pounds of sugar in the early 1900s to as many as 250 pounds today. Not 250 pounds in one day, but today, in 2021, Americans are consuming 250 pounds of sugar per year per individual. And in the 1900s, it was four or five pounds. Where have we gone wrong? So that's why we have disease, unhealthy conditions, death as well. 
because our diets have changed so drastically. And we have to understand that food is our medicine and it supplies all the vitamins and minerals and nutrients that we need to be healthy, including our immune system. But we have a diet that provides very little nutrition and an excess of calories that can't be burned because there are too many calories and so much sugar that the body can't eliminate the sugar, so it stores it. And it's stored in the form of fat. So you want to talk about the beer belly, belly fat, fat all over the body, is carbohydrates and sugar stored because they cannot be burned as energy. There's not enough insulin produced by the body to shuttle the sugar into the cells to provide energy. So all that excess sugar turns to fat. Fat does not make us fat. When you eat fat, fat does not make you fat. Fat is actually your friend. Cholesterol is actually your friend. Our nutritional information medically is upside down. It's the exact opposite of what we need to be healthy. Even the diabetic diet is recommended to be carbohydrates. So we need to change our diet first. We must first make an attempt. More than an attempt, we have to change. Because if you just reduce in calories and reduce in quantities the food that made you fat, yes, you may not be, you may gain, you may lose some weight. But then you're going to go back and eat more later. No diet works. That has been proven from time immortal. You lose weight, gain weight, lose weight, gain weight. And the weight you lose from dieting, 35% of that weight is muscle. So as we lose weight, we lose muscle. Anyway, from 35 to 50% of it is muscle. You wonder why we get frail as we get older? We already are losing muscle mass every decade. And when we, when we are on a yo-yo diet, we accelerate that muscle loss. And then when you take statin drugs, that even accelerates further the muscle loss. And I'll talk more about that today because I do want to talk a little bit about statin drugs. I talk a little bit about how to avoid statin drugs. And are statin drugs really necessary? And why do they cause pain? Statin drugs cause pain. And the pain, muscle loss, wasting of muscles, atrophy of muscles, muscle shrinking, So we have a lineup of products, excuse me, a lineup of subjects today to talk about. Just want you to know that changing the diet is 90% of wellness. Drugs will not give you wellness. 
You can't out-exercise a bad diet. You can't run because you're fat. 90% of being slim and trim is diet, not exercise. You can't eat the way you are and try to exercise away the calories. Changing your diet is the basic foundation of good health. Remember the diet of our grandparents and great-grandparents? What did they eat? Yes, a lot of good, healthy proteins, fats. They knew how to eat because nobody told them that they were bad for them. But along about 1950, they started saying fat is bad for us. Fat is not bad for us. Of course, the synthetic fats are, like margarine and the synthetic shortenings and the hydrogenated fats, the trans fatty acids, are all bad for us. But good fats, you can have as much as you want as long as you eliminate the carbohydrates and the sugar. So we're going to talk about how you can have help for painful knees and joints. And then there's, there's an herb that I really, I take every day. I love it. It gives me so much energy. I feel so great. I feel, it's, I feel wonderful. And it's called rhodiola. Some of you may have heard of rhodiola. It grows primarily in Russia, Siberia, in um, Tibet, Mongolia. And then why should you avoid fried foods? And you may have heard about propolis. Propolis is a combination of plant compounds gathered by the bees. Bees do not make it. I've heard a lot of people say, bees make propolis. They do not make propolis. They gather a number of plant compounds. And they use that plant compounds mixed with beeswax the wax they make, and saliva, and they make it into a compound to sterilize their hive to prevent destruction of the colony. More about that later. But we have a lot of things to talk about. But I just want to remind you that the radio show is broadcast locally in Green Bay, Wisconsin, but can be listened anywhere around the world by going to my website, terrytalksnutrition.com. There you can listen either live by adjusting your times to be on the same time centrally located, Central Standard Time, or you can listen at your convenience by going to the archive section of the radio show and listen to the stored radio shows they're there available to you whenever you choose to listen to a program. And we're on a dozen different podcasts or ways to get the radio show on YouTube. You can download it. You can walk around and listen to it. I, 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 don't, like, I, I don't believe in jogging. I don't believe in running. 
I think it's a dangerous, I, don't say, I shouldn't say dangerous, it's a very unhealthy sport. I don't recommend it to be healthy. If you do it because you want to win a race, that's a different story. But running and jogging are not healthy. It causes too much damage to the joints. And it wastes muscles. You don't see a well-toned, muscular runner. If you do, that person also works out. So, listen to the show. Also, at the Terry Talks Nutrition website, you can sign up for my newsletter. I have a brand new website. A lot more information. And I've just published two books. And they're available on my website. Also on Amazon. One is on grapeseed extract. And the other one is on andrographis. If you want to learn a lot about these herbs, this is how you do it. We know we're together for an hour, maybe two hours a week, but we'll we'll be here for a long, long time. But a book gives you a lot of information very quickly. So let's talk a little bit about some of our featured topics today, such as arthritic knees and joints. Common problem, right? Seems like everybody has arthritis. And the older we get, the more arthritis we have to be challenged with. Now, a great thing to do for your knees, lose weight. You know, did you know the incidence of knee osteoarthritis, arthritis of your knee, has nearly doubled in the United States since the mid-1900s. There are a few obvious explanations for this. Longer lifespan, but also a greater body weight. People are getting fatter all the time. I mentioned earlier that 58% of Americans, white, black, Hispanic, Actually, they are slightly less than 50%, but they're in the 45 average range of obesity. 45% of Americans, on the average, are obese. That is grossly overweight. And based on some calculations by a few other doctors, 91% of Americans are over fat, overweight. And that puts a tremendous amount of stress on the joints. Damages the joints. In fact, researchers found that 1% of people, listen to this, 1% of people living from the early 1900s to mid-1900s, that's about 50 years from the beginning of the 1900s to the mid-1900s, only 1% of those people living in that period of time were obese. Today, on the average, 45% of people today are obese. Useless calories, 
non-nutritious calories, too many calories of the wrong food. There's never a reason to walk away from the table hungry to lose weight. That's crazy. But if you eat the right food, you'll lose weight without trying. Because there is a chemistry to the food that relates to the chemistry of the body. Food is our medicine. Food contains all the nutritional components we need to be healthy. Not drugs, not vaccines. And as you get heavier in weight, the more you weigh, the greater the pressure on your knees. 1.5 times your body weight when walking on level ground. But two to three times your body weight when going up or down stairs. And four to five times your body weight on your joints, on your knees, when squatting. So a 150-pound woman squatting down to pick up something from the floor is putting up to 750 pounds of pressure on her knees. It's so much healthier to be slim and fit and trim. And you can do that. Everybody can do that. If you want to. There are many people that don't want to. And there are people that don't know that. You and I are more responsible for our health. Well, we are only responsible for our health. No one else. Whatever we do every day is a choice. How you dress is a choice. Whether or not you exercise is a choice. How you get to the office or the work is a choice. The route you take is a choice. Everything we do every day is a choice. And the choices people make in their food choices and how they eat also influences our health, good or bad. Now the conventional way to treat knee arthritis, this is the way the doctors do it, Steroid injections. The conventional treatment for arthritis. NSAIDs. Non-steroidal anti-inflammatories. Steroid injections. And eventually, finally, knee replacements. Steroids are powerful anti-inflammatories. That's what we want, right? Oh, no. But with a significant number of side effects. You can do steroid injections if you want. But there is a long list of very serious side effects. A new study compared steroid injections versus a placebo injection. A fake injection. Maybe with salt water. Nothing, it would have nothing to do with relieving pain or inflammation. 
So they gave the real steroid injection versus the fake injection. In people with arthritis of the knees, they did this a shot every 12 weeks, every three months, for two years. Now the result of this two-year study, no difference in the two groups in amount of pain or stiffness and the ability to stand and walk. People that got the placebo thought they were getting some really good results and it gave them better results than no injection. But the steroid group had twice the cartilage loss as the placebo group. And as the cartilage is damaged or wears away, then we get bone on bone in our knees and that's when it gets to a point where the pain is so terrible that most people opt for a knee replacement. And knee replacements have been successful. But along the way, it's better to make changes. Like losing weight, changing your diet, and using natural supplements. Like cartilage type 2. Like glucosamine sulfate. And chondroitin sulfate. Anti-inflammatories like curcumin. There are many, many ways to help relieve the pain and inflammation of the joints, which in turn, if you do not stop the chronic inflammation, it wears away the cartilage. And unfortunately, steroids relieve pain, of course. It's great. In the short term. But the trade-off is accelerated joint damage and cartilage breakdown and side effects. There are much better ways to reduce arthritis of the knees and joints. Now here's what I highly recommend. A combination of curcumin and boswellia. This combination in a study was proven to be more effective than prescription drugs. Patients with arthritis of the knee, there were two groups selected for this study. Group one, they received a blend of curcumin and boswellia 500 milligrams twice daily. Group 2 received a drug called Celebrex, which is the common drug prescribed by doctors for arthritis and the most advertised on TV. They received 100 milligrams twice a day. The study lasted for 12 weeks. So what happened to these two groups? One on the herbal combination, 
of curcumin and boswellia. The other group on Celebrex, the drug. So what results came about for group one and group two? Well, for group one, the curcumin and boswellia group had greater reductions in pain and joint tenderness and increased ability to walk a significant distance versus the drug group and with little or no side effects. Very little side effects. But the group two on the drug did not do as well as the herbal group and had much more side effects. In fact, some people dropped out of the study, the drug portion of the study, because they could not tolerate the drug. Plus, at the end of the study, 64% of the herbal combination, curcumin and boswellia group, improved so much that they moved from moderate to less to a mild type of arthritis. They were at a point where they were moderate to severe, but at the end of the study they were judged by the practitioners and the researchers to be now mild to moderate arthritis. 64%. But in the drug group, there were only 29% that made that type of change. Now here's a way that I would recommend with helping to stop arthritis pain. Another additional ingredient beyond curcumin and boswellia and some very interesting studies. But I'm going to take a break here in just a very short period of time and I don't want to start down another path and then break it quickly before we have to break for advertisements and for the station to identify itself. But I will tell you about another ingredient, a natural ingredient, that also has a powerful effect on arthritis. So stay tuned. I have a lot more for you when we come back. This is Terry Naturally, and this is Terry Talks Nutrition. Go to the website. Lots of good information TerryTalksNutrition.com. We'll be back right after this. Don't go anywhere. A lot more coming up right here. And welcome back, my friends. This is Terry Talks Nutrition, and I'm Terry Naturally. The first half of the program, we talked about arthritis. It's such a common condition that anytime there is a damage to the joint, which can happen from all kinds of conditions, Working in a job where you have very, very repetitive, well, maybe you bend over all the different times of the day for picking up an object, or maybe you're on a, an assembly line constantly using your fingers, your 
your hands or knees or whatever it might be. We spend a lot of, even our occupation, we damage our joints. It can be an injury. We damage our joints. All kinds of conditions. And weight gain is a very common cause of damage to the joints. Running damages to the joints. Swim, bike, walk, if you're going to do something. But remember, your diet is 90% of your health, not exercise. Don't eat a bad diet and try to out-exercise your bad habits. Now, I'll tell you about another very interesting mineral. It's called boron. B-O-R-O-N, boron. And actually, it's a plant-based form of boron. Fruit, actually. So it's called fructoborate. The fruit and the boron together. Clinical study of 120 patients with osteoarthritis of the knees diagnosed by a CT scan. So here are four groups that were selected for the study. 120 patients. That means approximately 30 patients in each group. Group 1 received a placebo. We know that is a fake pill. It has no value. It's inert. It has no activity. They used to call it a sugar pill. Now in most cases they use rice flour or something like that so there's no sugar. Group 2 got fructoborate, the boron, twice daily. And group three got the same boron, fructoborate, plus glucosamine, twice daily. And group four got glucosamine and chondroitin twice daily. And the result of this study, trying to examine the reduction, analyzing the reduction in severity of arthritis symptoms after just a two-week study. So can you get results in just two weeks? After a two-week period, Reduction of severity of arthritis was found in 29%, 29% in the boron-only group. The group got just the mineral, boron. And they were able to reduce severity of arthritis by 29%. In the group that got the boron plus glucosamine and chondroitin, reduced the severity of their arthritis by 24%. In the group of people in this study that were taking glucosamine and chondroitin as a means to reduce the severity of arthritis, they only saw a 3% change 
in the severity of their arthritis. And there is zero adverse effects for boron. Very, very safe, no side effects, no adverse events. Now the boron, known as fructoborate, also reduces inflammation and actually increases vitamin D levels. So looking at the blood level of C-reactive protein, it's a biomarker for inflammation. It's called the CRP. Your doctor can actually analyze the CRP marker and determine the amount of inflammation in your body. Inflammation is the cause of pain. Inflammation is the cause of 98% of most diseases. And in 7 out of 10 subjects, people, receiving fructoborate, otherwise known as boron, the inflammation was reduced up to 37% compared to baseline levels. High CRP levels are also linked to pain. A study in men with arthritis found that those with the most pain had the highest levels of CRP, 35% higher than patients reporting less pain or no pain. And the blood level of active vitamin D was increased more than 19% compared to baseline. Here's a recent study. It was looking at men with low vitamin D levels were twice as likely to have arthritis than men with sufficient vitamin D levels. So vitamin D levels also affects the severity of arthritis. The dosage that was the most effective for vitamin D3 in this study was 3,000 IUs daily plus 1,560 milligrams of curcumin, boswellia, and boron. So this is a formulation, combination of nutrients that can be very effective for reducing the effects of arthritis. If you're struggling with arthritis, studies have shown that these ingredients are highly effective for reducing the pain, severity, and destruction of arthritis. Now here's one of my favorite herbs. Oh, I have so many favorite herbs though. It's really, it's tough to select. Uh, but all of them are different. Grapeseed extract, curcumin, boswellia, andrographis, rhodiola. These are all wonderful plant extracts that are medicines. In the various countries they come from, they're used as medicines. But plant medicines 
cannot be patented. So based on the FDA requirements and regulations, if you want to make a claim for a drug or a non-drug treatment, you have to do studies. And the average cost of doing a study for a drug today is about a billion and a half dollars and takes about 10 years. One reason why drugs are expensive. But if you do a study for a plant, natural plant, you have to do, go through the same rigorous methods of testing and cost as if it were a drug, but you can't patent rhodiola. You can't patent endographis. So no real good drug company that has the financial means to study plants never would because they can't afford to spend a billion and a half dollars to prove that rhodiola will cure something. And then they would have to share that information with the world because they can't patent and protect their investment. So that's one reason why we have no real research on plant medicines that really would prove it in clinical studies. It's very, very hard to do. But rhodiola, which comes from Siberia, Russia, Mongolia, Tibet, Himalaya, it really is a, called an adaptogen, which helps our body to adapt to change, the environmental change, stressful changes. It boosts energy. It increases mental performance and concentration. It improves physical fitness and reduces mental fatigue. They did a few studies where they chose 50 healthy adults and they gave them 400 milligrams of a standardized rhodiola extract for 12 weeks. They then went un- underwent a standardized test for concentration and attention, focus, clarity, memory at the beginning of the study and again at week 6 in the middle of the study and at the end of the study at week 12. 12 week study. Over the course of this study, the subjects that were in the study, the 50 healthy adults, saw a significant improvement in attention, reaction times increased, and they reduced the error rates making mistakes, that decreased. So this study confirms the three reasons why I like rhodiola. It significantly boosts energy levels. It's not a stimulant. It doesn't do it like caffeine. Caffeine is a stimulant. But did it naturally and increases mental performance and concentration. Improves physical fitness. 
and reduces mental fatigue. Rhodiola was once given to all the Russian military and their cosmonauts to boost energy levels, to think better, to reduce the mental and physical fatigue, improve physical fitness. So how would we use it? I usually take one or two capsules first thing in the morning, and then I get maybe in the afternoon, depending on my feelings, I might take another one in the afternoon. But another really good combination is to mix it with another proven botanical for energy, focus, and concentration. And that herb is called ashwagandha. Now ashwagandha comes from India. In India, they do not grow ginseng. So ashwagandha is known as Indian ginseng. So the combination I take is rhodiola and ashwagandha in the same capsule. And there are proven benefits that for some is outstanding benefits for immune support. A brand new paper was just published not too long ago, the last month or so, on how adaptogens particularly rhodiola and ashwagandha, improve the immune system. Not boosts it, not stimulates it, but strengthens it. And ashwagandha and rhodiola can be taken daily for energy, immune support, mental clarity, concentration, and focus. Or you can use it when you need it, during times of increased stress or illness. Also reduces stress. I like to take it on an empty stomach, if possible. It'll work either way, but I like it. In fact, I do my, I take mine first thing in the morning before I do anything else. I have a certain regiment that I take every morning, and all of that is taken on an empty stomach. And then when I have my meals, I have another assortment of products that I take at mealtime. But this combination of rhodiola and ashwagandha, I like it better on an empty stomach. I think it gets in the body faster. You can feel it very quickly. This combination is about 500 milligrams so I use about 500 to 1,500 milligrams of this combination daily. Now we have talked about some really good nutrients. Now let's talk about a negative side of the health picture. Why you should avoid fried foods. Fried foods increases the risk of heart attacks. And there's a lot of fried foods at fast food restaurants. Researchers combined the data from 17 studies. They took the results of 17 studies and they analyzed 
those 17 studies to come up with one study based on those 17. And these 17 studies involving almost a half a million people who were tracked for 10 years. A superior study. You can't say that was a poor study. A long track record of, of analyzing and a half million people. And they compared the rates of heart disease between people who ate the most and the least amount of fried foods. You know, we do like fried everything. Fried French fries, right? It's a big addition to most people's diet, I guess. So even fried cheese curds, fried vegetables, fried, 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 right? So here is the result of a half million people over a period of 10 years versus people who ate the least amount to those who ate the most fried food. Those that ate the most fried food. 28% increased risk of heart disease, heart attacks, and stroke. 22% increased risk of heart disease. And a 37% increased risk of heart failure. Even a small amount of fried food increased the risk of heart disease. We are changing the molecular structure of the fat because it is at such a high temperature and it blends with cheese or starch or some other component. So each additional half cup, just a half cup of fried foods increase the risk of heart disease by 12%. Remember I keep telling you that you and I are the only ones that can change our health. You and I can, are, are the only ones that can improve our health or change our health. And we influence our health at every choice we make regarding food and our lifestyle choices. So why are fried foods so bad for the heart? Well, first of all, fried and processed foods are often produced using a trans fatty acid fat. Remember I told you, fats are not bad for us. Fats are very healthy for us. And we need fats. We need cholesterol. All of our hormones are produced by cholesterol. DHEA, pregnenolone, testosterone, estrogen, vitamin D. All of these hormones, yes, vitamin D is a hormone. All of these hormones are made from cholesterol. We can't live healthy and well with low cholesterol. But trans fats 
are those fat that cause heart disease, not cholesterol. And triglycerides damage the heart. You want to lower your triglycerides. And why do people have a high triglyceride level? Whenever anybody says, Terry, my triglycerides are off the chart, the doctor's very worried about it, the first thing I think about, this person is eating a lot of carbohydrates and sugar. Because triglycerides are made, it's a fat that's made from carbohydrates and sugar. And trans fats are created in an industrial process. They take liquid vegetable oil and make it into a solid form called hydrogenation by adding hydrogen. It's cheap, lasts a long time. They keep using the same oil over and over and over again. Why? Saves money. And it's durable for repeated uses over and over and over again in commercial fryers. Trans fats are banned for use in most foods, but can still be used in anything battered and fried, six of margarine. Don't use margarine. I don't care how soft it is or whatever it is. Margarine is bad. Baked goods, cakes, pies, pie crust, and donuts. Fried donuts. I wonder why Dunkin' Donut changed their name, huh? Bad for you. Trans fats reduce the good cholesterol, the HDL. Excuse me, the HDL. And increases inflammation. Promotes obesity. And increases the risk of diabetes and heart disease. This is a very, very bad fat. But you don't know you're eating it. You don't know what the fast food companies are using in their processing of food. They don't tell you. Nor are they required. Now we have just a very short period of time before we are going to uh, leave you today. Only have a few moments, so maybe I'll pick out a good subject. Let's see. How about Can you spare about six minutes of exercise a day? Can you exercise six minutes and have it do something good for you? You bet. Just move your body for six to 11 minutes. Researchers collected data from over 44,000 middle-aged and older adults looking for connections between the amount of daily exercise and overall health. The subjects of this study wore monitors that could track their exercise time 
versus those that have a sedentary time. And the results, people who exercise 35 minutes a day saw the biggest effects on increased lifespan. But for those people that could only afford 11 minutes of moderate exercise daily, saw positive results for their health. And I could get that down to six minutes a day with kettlebells. If you do a kettlebell swing, and you can Google that, kettlebell swing, or go to my new website, terrytalksnutrition.com, and I am showing people how to do the kettlebell swing and the kettlebell squat. You just do that for one minute and you rest for two minutes. That's a three-minute cycle. And do five or six cycles. So that's only about six minutes of exercise and the rest is rest. And it has a huge impact on your health. Just six minutes a day. And it gives you a weight-bearing exercise that strengthens your muscles and strengthens your bones at the same time. Very superior way to exercise. So go to terrytalksnutrition.com, look at my exercise program, and if you follow that shortly, you'll get remarkable results compared to the little bit of time that it takes that you have to invest in time. Six minutes. Well, it'll take you 15 or 20 minutes, 18 minutes rather, to get this work in, the workout in, but it's only six minutes of real activity. Everybody can do that. And the kettlebell should weigh whatever is convenient for you. Don't try to use a huge amount of weight. Women, maybe about 10 or 20 pounds. A man, maybe 20 to 30 pounds is all you need to have a good effect. And with that, my friends, I'm all out of time. I'm going to uh, be here again tomorrow, so join me again, 8 o'clock till 9 o'clock Central Standard Time on Sunday. So with the program coming to an end, I wish you a very, very fantastic week. See a prayer for this mad, crazy, insane world. God bless you, and God bless America.